on Joy 99.7 FM. Good evening and welcome to News Night. In the next 60 minutes, human rights groups and activists express outrage at a viral video in which a woman is stripped naked, molested and beaten by some residents of a community in the Upper East region. Women in some situations, including even in war situations, when they've done nothing wrong, are the ones who are punished. It's very important that these people are prosecuted and punished. Well, police says they've arrested four suspects, but the activists want speedy prosecution. Also, Parliament orders a probe into recent police killings of persons described by the police as land guards. Becoming one repetitive. So we are making the referral to the Committee of Defence and Interior, and we are asking leadership of constitutional and parliamentary uh, affairs to also join the, the Defence and Interior Committee to look into this matter. We we'll also get to hear from the traditional council at Botiano demanding justice for the death of the five indigents. They've actually petitioned the Inspector General of Police. We have details of that. Also tonight, renewed fight over Electoral Commission's proposed legislation to make the Ghana card the sole document for voter registration. The minority is describing as reckless the position of the EC that it will not amend its proposal. Tribokwaku's statements are most uh, unfortunate and uh, reckless. It's important for him to recognize that the parliament of Ghana is not a rubber stamp. It's not some dumping ground where you can just bring an ECI here and, uh, and think that it would be passed as you want it. We'll get to hear from the majority leader who says any agreement they reach with the minority side to include the guarantor system is now subject to review. Saying that nobody can physically prevent them from from presenting the, the, the instrument. A lot of water has passed under the bridge. Since then, we need to further mm. interrogate. So that agreement was are, conditional. Where we are, we need, to, we need to interrogate these three bodies. Where are you? And in business, city stability against the dollar expected to be sustained in the coming days. We'll find out what is driving this performance. And in sports, defender Gideon Mensah has been ruled out of the Black Star squad as team holds second training session today. And much later, we have National Science and Mass Quiz and a resounding guard of honor held for contestants of SHS as they head for the national tournament ahead of qualifying with three other schools from the Upper West region. We have that and more in tonight's edition of Newsnight. Please do well to join us with your thoughts and comments as via WhatsApp is 055 I am MFA Apau. And my name is Evan Spencer. Many thanks for your company tonight. Um, we start off with this um, particularly disturbing story and human rights groups and activists outraged and fuming over a viral video in which a woman is stripped naked, molested and beaten by some residents in Kupelga in the Upper East region. Although police say it has arrested four persons in connection with what it describes as inhumane and degrading, the human rights activists want speedy prosecution. We'll get to hear uh, from them shortly but first Maxwell Agbagba has watched this uh, particularly distressing video and must, uh, must warn our listeners about it and he's been describing what he saw the victim is stripped naked and compelled to sit on the ground with no underwear she's only wearing a bra here under a big tree she's surrounded by men women and children who take out their mobile phones to film the interrogation and torture she had crossed her legs to hide her nakedness her attackers pulled her legs apart and started to film they then tore her bra and dragged her on the floor as she watched with trepidation what's happening around her She's hit in the face with what appears to be a horse whip. She used her hand to soothe the pain, but it's covered in blood. She gets up in fear and starts to run naked with her bloodied face. Northeast Regional Correspondent Ilyasu Tanku says the attack was to avenge the death of a resident. This particular video happened in a community called 
Kupela, which is closer to Pinaba, around Zebila in the Upper East region. The information is that on the 30th of last month, a young man was killed in the Binaba community. The community members accused the Fulani headers in the area of uh, being behind. And so there was a large-scale attack on the Fulanis in the area. The next day, this particular woman, uh, the attack actually happened on the Fulani headers in uh, Binaba, Kopela, and Zeliba. And on the 1st of June, after the, the next day after the attack, this woman was actually from a market uh, going to the Copela community where she was attacked and molested by these residents of the Copela community. Well, the, the Ghana Police Service say they've arrested four persons in connection with the act. Uh, Maxwell Agoba is here with details of the statement from the Ghana Police Service. Maxwell, what's yeah. the police saying? Yeah, we're told that um, the four were arrested earlier um, in the day today. We're told sometime around 3 a.m. after an intelligence-led operation. A source very close to the Ghana Police Service tells us that the IGP was awake throughout the night, making sure that these persons are arrested and brought um, to book. We're told the four are currently in the custody of the police and the police is also providing psychosocial support for the victim. Thank you very much, Maxwell. But human rights groups and activists are angry about the situation and are demanding speedy prosecution of the suspects who have been arrested by the police. You can listen to one of them, Sheila Minka Premo. It's, it's a very, very bad act perpetrated by these people who have been arrested. And I joined the call that the perpetrators or the suspects who have been arrested by the police should be prosecuted and punished to serve as a deterrent to other people who would like to perpetrate such an act. This is one of the acts of community violence against women. She herself hasn't done anything wrong, but she is being punished for the wrong some people in her community are alleged to have done against the other community, and it is wrong. Women in some situations, including even in war situations, when they've done nothing wrong, are the ones who are punished. It's very important that these people are prosecuted and punished to deter others from perpetrating such acts. Violence against women in all its forms, in the homes, in the community, should stop. Uh, MF, let's bring in the country director of Amnesty International, uh, Genevieve Partington, and joins us on the line right now. Genevieve, thanks for your time here on Newsnight. Thank you. Um, this video is a kind of video you see in war-torn uh, countries and in <laughs> war zones where uh, gender shaming, abuse, and harassment become is deployed as a, as a weapon, actually, uh, sometimes to uh, degrade the, the, the humanity, but also to punish the men on the other side. We've seen it here. If you watch the video, this is pretty shocking. We've seen the call for action. Uh, what's your take on what should happen now? Um, yes, thank you very much for calling. So, <clears throat> for Amnesty International, you know that these are actually very regular situations that happen, especially in the northern part of Ghana. Um, it, just, it just doesn't happen in war-torn areas. Even when uh, women and some men are accused of witchcraft, this is exactly what they go through. This gender-shaming process, gender-based violence, of the beating and, and, you know, the crudity of the whole situation. So, you know, I would like to first request, though, that people should desist from sharing the video. Um, it's actually against the law in Ghana to sharing such content unless you are sharing it with the police or those that can take action. So um, normally under the um, sexual and gender-based violence policies, you're not supposed to share such content. That's it. And I think I have to state that I'm a little disappointed with some of the media houses who have shown the face of the victim. Um, they should have blared her face. I've seen on some platforms that uh, the media showed her face, and that is absolutely wrong as well. So I would really um, plead with the media, if they can even edit it, that would be good. Nobody wants to go through that process of being shamed and put on the internet. The internet doesn't forget. Let's remember that. And then um, going on to mob action. Um, mob action is always used, especially in terms of gender shaming. Again, it's not clear whatever she did and uh, why they were um, behaving like that towards her. But regardless of that, um, the public needs to desist from taking violent actions against persons, regardless of 
whatever crime or whatever accusations they have on the person. It causes violence, destruction, and in fact, um, sometimes, a lot of the time, people lose rationality when it comes to mob action. You'll see that with mob action, people, and before you know it, other people are joining without even knowing why the woman was caught or why people are beating her. They just join uh, because of maybe the person leading the mob action. Everybody is taunting this woman, uh, pushing her, dragging her on the floor. And you'll see that bystanders will just take out their phone and record. You see, so we, we really need to look at uh, mob action. Um, individuals need to desist from that. And we also need to look at the ethical concerns, you know, infringing on the rights of well-being of others, including innocent bystanders. Imagine the children that had to witness this traumatizing event. Uh, you know, it, it, it's, it's really bad. Um, it, it reminds me of how the officer Mahama was also beaten uh, just like that, and it was filmed, you see. We are glad it was filmed in one aspect where we can call and catch the perpetrators. So I'm hoping that Ghana Police Service will really act quickly and get the right people. Because sometimes you, you go and pick up suspects and they are not necessarily the, the people that committed the crime. Yeah, and then also... So we have I mean, to look at that. And then lastly, we need to... So the traditional leaders have a role to play. They need to, uh, what do you call it, intervene in these community situations. So even now that the police have done the arrest, I feel like the traditional leaders of that community need to sit down, talk with the community, and make them understand that what they did is wrong. And if anybody else is going to do that, they will be prosecuted. Uh, thank you very much. And that's uh, the uh, country director for Amnesty International there, uh, Genevieve Patente. Well, let's bring in um, security analyst Adib Sani. He's been following this um, issue closely as well. Mr. Sani, thank you so much for joining us here on Newsnight. So, uh, amongst others, we've heard stories about the fact that um, this woman's husband was a rapist, for which reason there was this reprisal. But I'm sure you've been following it. What really would make people do what they did to this woman? Intimity and stereotypes. Um, a lot of um, Ghanaians think that Flanis are foreigners. But we have second, third, fourth generation Flanis who are fully Ghanaian. As a matter of fact, the lady in question was born in the area. She speaks fluent Kusao. Just that she married. She got married to a man living in Burkina Faso. She lives with her husband in Burkina Faso. Just that she had come to visit her mother at Copella, who sent her to the market that fateful day at Binaba. And on her way back at the dam, separating Kupela and Binaba, that is where the incident happened. Okay, so she's full Ghanaian. The, the president of the National Council for Fulani Chiefs, uh, Fulani Chiefs, uh, Alaj Bingo, his father fought for Ghana during, you know, before independence. Okay, he was born in the barracks. The general secretary of Kabital Pulaku, Mr. Yakubu Bari, who is full flani, his father fought in the colonial army. Okay, so these stereotypes must stop. People should stop thinking that it is the Fulanis that are causing all the trouble. Fine, I cannot discount the fact that we have Fulanis who are criminals. If we have the Gumba criminals, uh, Ashanti criminals, ever criminals, Fulani criminals. But you see, the media hasn't also helped because we are very much accustomed to two Fulani criminals caught, two Fulani armed robbers caught. So replace the word Fulani with any of the tribes in Ghana and you see how awkward it sounds. And like I also indicated, law enforcement is also key. And I must say, I must, I must strongly commend the IGP. He has been instrumental in ensuring that these people are caught. But that's not all, because they were more than four. But I must say, the police has been swift, and I, I, and I loved the, the collaboration and coordination amongst the various security uh, agencies. And of course, between the IGP's outreach and his men on the ground, it's been clinical. And I'm hoping that it continues that way. So it serves as a deterrent to others who think they can perpetrate such heinous crimes 
and be left off the hook. Hadib Sani, we are grateful for your time here on Newsnight. He's a security analyst joining us on this uh, particular um, concerning issue. And uh, we'll be checking with the committees on gender. We are told that there was a DISEC meeting today earlier on this particular issue. We'll be finding out subsequently on what the real action will be beyond the four arrests. Uh, talking about the uh, parliamentary uh, committees, today uh, Parliament as a House, they've been discussing uh, the recent uh, police intervention in Botiano. Uh, Parliament will be probing the killing of five persons by the police in Botiano here in the Greater Accra region. The police describe the persons uh, killed as suspected land guards and armed robbers who were terrorizing the community uh, there. Uh, some MPs, including MP for the area, Sylvester Tete, they've been disputing the account of the police, prompting the Speaker to make this order for a parliamentary investigation. We'll hear from the police shortly. First, though, listen to the statement delivered by Sylvester Tete. Uh, demanding a parliamentary probe. Mr. Speaker, on behalf of my constituents, we are calling on Parliament to institute an inquiry into the matter because the chiefs and people of Botiano and Kokrobite have rejected the claim by the police. We believe strongly that an inquiry could bring out the truth of this matter and bring calm to the people of my constituency. I will also urge the people of Botiano and Kokrobite and the surrounding communities to remain calm and continue to be law-abiding as we allow the competent, relevant state agencies to take up the matter and ascertain the veracity or otherwise of the claim. Well, let's bring in uh, Parliamentary Affairs Correspondent uh, Kweku Asante, monitoring this particular debate for us, um, joins us on the line. So Kweku, how did both sides react to this demand for a parliamentary probe? So far, in a rabbi partisan move, we first heard from MP for Buza South, James Agaga, who is also the ranking member on the Defense and Interior Committee, who said that even if these persons were armed robbers or land guards, as the police claim, they did not lie in their mouth to extrajudicially kill them. Before, we also heard from someone, Natasha, who is MP for Buakos South, who says the police cannot be trusted to conduct an investigation into such matter which borders on its members. If it is indeed true that the five persons were actually involved in land guard-related activities, was it for the police to shoot them to death or to attempt to apprehend them and bring them to justice? Mr. Speaker, I think that the proper thing that ought to have been done in the circumstances was for the police to have attempted to apprehend the suspects because our criminal jurisprudence is grounded on the presumption of innocence and that presumption of innocence includes suspected land guards and so the shooting to death of the alleged land guards leaves much to be desired now the members of the community are saying that they know the suspects, they know the victims, and that they are not known to uh, be involved in land guard-related activities. Sun winning is not the same as land guard-related activities, Mr. Speaker. The police have their own internal mechanisms in dealing with wayward uh, officers. They call it the, um, the service inquiry where the, the police themselves I mean, will constitute um, a panel to embark upon some of these uh, uh, inquiries. Honorable Speaker, I beg to submit that half the time, it's self-serving. It's like uh, um, you want to um, call upon uh, one witch to expel another witch, you know, by whatever powers is difficult to know. So the, the police service inquiries are not enough. But if it becomes a parliamentary inquiry, then they have a new set of um, uh, individuals, members of parliament, uh, probing the matter. And that is when the members of parliament can finger waywardness in the name of policing, and then um, deal with the, 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 the officers who by every um, uh, calculation, may be responsible for unlawful killings of individuals. 
And Kweku, did the members of parliament consider the police account, which says that when they approached the hideout, the suspects first fired at the police and the police simply had to return fire. Some of them got injured and subsequently died. Did the MPs consider that? That in, I've heard Agaga say, well, when you approach suspects, arrest them, don't kill them. But the police say it's suspect the suspects fired at the police first and they had to return fire. Did that come up at all? It did not come up in the back and forth and the comments that were made regarding the statement that was delivered by the MP for Botiana English about from. But the MP's concern was that this has been a particular and popular refrain of the police and that in the last five months, whenever in the last one or two, three years, whenever such matters have come up on the floor of parliament, the defense of the police has always been that such persons open fire on them and such claims have usually not been corroborated. It was on the basis that the Speaker of Parliament himself, the Deputy Speaker, I mean, Andrew Amakwesiyama, who was presiding today, said that this is something that is becoming too many and that the Committee on Defence and Interior, as well as the leadership of Constitutional Parliamentary and Legal Affairs Committee, must look into this matter and present a report by the end of this month. Becoming one repetitive. So we are making the referral to the Committee of Defence and Interior, and we are asking leadership of Constitutional and Parliamentary uh, Affairs to also join the, the Defence and Interior Committee to look into this matter and report back by the end of this month. Rankin, you are here. I'm giving timelines. By the end of this month, we should have the report so that Parliament can take appropriate. Well, we've been hearing also from the traditional council of Botiano, and they say they want justice for the death of these five indigents mistaking as land guards. They say they are innocent residents who work as sun winners. Listen to Jase of Botiano, Ni Jankome Kofi III, spokesperson for the council. They are not langas. They do some winning there. So what they do is they come and then every day when these bulldozers are loading the trucks, they mark the number of trips that the bulldozers are loading. And then I think by close of the, according to my knowledge, they are giving 500 per day or so. So that is what they also gather. And then within the week, they share among themselves. That has been their only source of living. So they are not there in protection of any land. And then if indeed they are there in protection of a land or lands over there, they are indigenous of the community. So are the police telling us that if you are indigenous of a community, you cannot go on your own land? Well, that's uh, the traditional council for Botiano, and they have since petitioned the IGP over this particular matter. We'll see how this probe goes in Parliament as well. You're still listening to News Nights on Joy 99.7 FM, and let's go back to Parliament because there is a showdown expected there if the Electoral Commission proceed to lay its proposed constitutional instrument without amending it to include other identity documents for voter registration. The Electoral Commission last week launched a charm offensive in Parliament determined to get NDC and MPP MPs to back its controversial legislation that will make the Ghana card the only document for voter registration. The constitutional instrument has stalled in Parliament with the NDC minority side vowing they will do anything to stop its passage. Well, just before Parliament went, went on its last recess, the NPP majority side amended its earlier position, agreeing with their NDC colleagues to include other forms of verifying prospective voters. A report of Parliament's Committee of the Whole agreed to include the guarantor system together with the Ghana card, a position the Electoral Commission says it is determined to fight. The consensus reached between NDC and NPP MPs on the issue has left the EC standing alone and facing an uphill battle. But in the last couple of hours, the majority leader, Osei Chiemen Sabunsu, has told Joy News any agreements they reach with the minority side to include the guarantor system is now subject to review. We'll hear from him shortly in that interaction with you, Evans. But first, listen to the EC's Director of Electoral Services, Dr. Shrebo Kwekwe, insisting they will push for the Ghana card to be used as a sole document. The Parliament uh, resumed and we are already there going there to discuss the issue. So we are hoping that uh, we'll be able to lay, and once we lay, the process will go through, and once it is passed, then we can uh, continue with the registration. You know, the NDC side in Parliament, they've said this is not something they can support because of the sole use of the Ghana card. And anything can happen. We are going and, and then, of course, before the break, there was some consensus around that. 
even the majority side uh, seem to come around to the suggestion that you should add one more document. I'm are, pretty we, sure you recall that. We are back from Easter, so there could be change of mind. So we are, we are, my, uh, my ambassador are mm. even there today. So let's wait for For the point so that the EC's position still now is that the Ghana should be the sole document. Exactly so. We have not changed our position because but, of the reasons that we have given. But for the importance of doubt, why do you still insist, considering that we even in Parliament we are the, the positions that, are shifting we are insisting, and consensus is building? We are insisting that we should use the Ghana card so that it will be able to reduce the possibility of underage people registering. Well, that position may have shifted by the last two hours. You're learning that uh, whatever agreement they reached is subject to review. Here from the majority leader shortly, but minority leader Dr. Kesalata Forsing had told journalists both the MPP and the NDC MPs will come together to annul the proposed CI if it's laid without the amendment proposed by Parliament. Clearly, what our views are referencing that of the CI, we expect them to factor them into the final CI to be submitted. If for any reason they think that that is not uh, uh, the views of the EC and they want to still bring it back, uh, it doesn't mean what they will be bringing to Parliament will be accepted by us. Our position is clear on this matter, so we'll wait for further engagement on this matter. Well, in the last uh, couple of hours, I've been speaking to the majority leader for PM Express. I can hear the full interview at 9 p.m. and on our social media platforms. He says, yes, an agreement that was reached before the recess, which actually stated that they will amend the CI and include the guarantor process, is now subject to review because they will now will want to hear from the NIA, Electoral Commission, uh, and the other agencies involved in implementing the uh, Ghana car registration, etc., then they can take a firm decision on this. So it is not cast in stone. Although we have a document that actually, you know, details this agreement that was reached then. Listen to Chairman Sabung to speak to me on this matter. Saying that nobody can physically prevent them from, from presenting the, the, the instrument. If we, are, we, we have acted as a collective and we are strong on that, when they bring it, maybe after engaging these uh, various people, the uh, bodies, the NIE, the Ministry of Finance, the EC, and we think that we are not convinced or persuaded or think there's still a huge backlog, then the House then could hold together by immobilizing to say that, no, we will not agree to this. But you've done that already. The House as a whole uh -huh. sat and considered and then agreed to include Garanta. I'm just suggesting to you that a lot of water has passed under the bridge. Since then, we need to further mm. interrogate. So that agreement where was we are, conditional. Where we are, we need to we need to interrogate these three bodies. Where are you, right? And then when we have done that, and uh, they will know the status. And if uh, to say that okay, do we insist as a house that this thing ought to be done? Right, then we can we can make that determination. Mm. But let's not also forget that the electoral commission, per our constitution, is an independent body. And even when they come to us and we make proposals to them, we cannot force them to take our proposals. But I can tell you that like, if we feel strongly about they not factoring our proposals, then we can't stand together as a house. Then to to annul. The, the, the instrument if it comes before us. Mm. But we need to, first of all, get to know where we are. Mm. The, I spoke to the EC last week and they were emphatic that as far as they are concerned, they only want the Ghana card and nothing else. And they are opposed to the inclusion of the guarantor system as part of the registration going forward. So that's their position. In fact, they've been in the house last week already. I'm not meeting. aware of that. Well, there's a confirmation of this by the EC's Director of Electoral Services. I'm saying that I'm not aware. Yeah. But that's their position. Maybe then they that came to meet the, the committee. Mm. I'm not aware that, um, and if they came to meet them, they didn't come through me. But on the floor of Parliament, you had argued in support of the EC's position before. That, when, that, a, guarantor, that a guarantor system, that the Ghana card, as he proposed, should be the, the preferred document. That, as I'm saying, 
what came before us, the discussion that we had, we took a common position. And indeed, if I'm to even go on that path, mm -hmm. the, we were discussing matters, and we said we should hold together on this. Mm -hmm. Then there was another discussion that we were having. And as a house, we said, okay, we should hold together on this one as well. There were two things before us that we should hold together on this. The other matter, we should also hold together as a house. Mm. Those matters came before, before us in plenary. Unfortunately, my colleagues broke ranks and did not agree that we should hold together. But that's another matter. Mm. And that's Shime Sabunsu. He is the majority leader and he is on PM Express tonight. And guess what? We also talked about his own ambitions to become vice president. I asked him that question. You should wait for his answer. A very interesting, fascinating answer he gave. He's but interested. also, um, please wait, okay, for, the, wait for the interview and I'll watch wait. it at 9 p.m. You know, his name has been thrown out yes, there. So yes. I, I put that to him. He confronted it, actually. He talked about it extensively. But also, what he makes of He's Alan Jamanting. Um, oh, he's, oh, he's not running. He's okay. actually planning for retirement. He okay. says the wife is looking forward for him to just leave parliament and come it's and spend okay, time. Don't say he don't. Just yeah, you just it. just watch it. And then what he makes about Lancha Manting and um, about, uh, yeah. and then which of the two he he backs? Oh, well, that one. <laughs> okay. uh, well, well, we'll listen and, and, and find out for yourself. <laughs> we'll see. But let's talk about our earlier story. Um, you know, the the viral video that has caused a lot of um, outrage. And we're hoping that some particular action will be taken. Let's head to Parliament on this. And the chairman of the Gender and Children Committee there, Umar Farouk Kaliumahama, joins us on the line. Thank you so much uh, for your time. I'm sure that this video has been brought to the attention of yourself and your committee. Is there a particular action we should be expecting uh, the committee to take? Hello, good evening, MFA. Good evening, sir. How are you doing? I'm doing very well, and thanks for asking. So I'm asking about this uh, particular viral video, and um, have you watched it, by the way? Yes, actually, I was busy in, the, in my constituency this morning with uh, the Speaker of Parliament as part of the 30th anniversary. The Speaker was in Yendi with the parliamentary team. But I, I watched it on my way from Yendi to Tamale, and it was a bit disheartening. And uh, as a, a member of the committee and the chair of the committee, it's something that is unhuman, and I've called the Minister for Gender to make sure that we get involved to go to the minister and get the parents involved and the corporates and make a police case and see and get a parliamentary committee to even visit the, 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 the area, the upper west region, so that we would have a first-hand information. But all in all, I think that it's unacceptable. It's not right for a lady or a, to go through such barbaric um, acts of uh, vandalism and more treatment. And I, I think that the committee in Parliament, the Gender Committee, is going to take serious action against it. Okay. We are grateful. And that's something we'll definitely follow up on on your committee. That's the chairman of the Gender and Children um, Committee in Parliament, Umar Farouk Aliu Mahama. I think it's a good time to go for business. We need that quick breather. George, what do we have? Well, coming up in business, city stability against dollar expected to be sustained in the coming days. We'll find out what is driving this performance. An economist, Professor Lord Mensah, describes moves to consolidate government's accounts at the Bank of Ghana as prudent as it downplays negative impact on commercial banks. The business news on Newsnight is brought to you by MTN Business. Welcome to the new world of business, Alliance Live and Ghana Pay. Wonderful when everything worth doing is scheduled, hitting the stop button on your alarm just in time for your morning joke. That's happy moments listening to your baby's heartbeat at the doctor's office. Or an arranged virtual meeting with that big client. Buy airtime ahead of time with scheduled airtime service on MTN Momo. You can schedule your airtime purchase of any amount daily, weekly, or monthly by dialing star 170 hash option 3 and follow the process. Or simply dial star 170 star 311 hash for a superb airtime purchase experience. You enjoy 100% bonus airtime anytime you recharge yourself with MTN Momo. Keep on talking with that 100% feeling. So, what are we doing today? MTN. 
Son, we are so proud of you for setting up this hospital. I really love those hospital beds and waiting chairs. By the way, did you import them? No, Dad, I didn't. I actually got them from Kindle Books and Stationery right here in Ghana. Wow. We also bought our office supplies, safes, executive desks, and chairs from Kingdom, and they gave us expert advice on how to set up our office. Guys, that makes three of us. I also got our sofa and bedroom sets, plus our dining hall furniture for our new home from Kingdom. Wow, Mom, that makes four of us. I usually get my stationery items from Kingdom, and my teacher also mentioned that our classroom furniture was provided by Kingdom. So there you have it. Whenever you're thinking about setting up an office or acquiring furniture for your home, etc., Kingdom Books and Stationery should be your first point of call. With over 40 years' experience in the industry, we stock and supply a wide variety of globally sourced office and home furniture, stationery, and equipment. Visit our head office, Osu Akwaje, or our office near the Osu Stadium. We're also in Tema Community 1, opposite Olam SHF, Kumase KNUST Campus, UCC Cape Coast, and now at the Marina Mall, Airport City. Or call us 0302 764101, 764209, or ndiasambisando what is it? Some customers have left their mobile money payment didn't come. What? Avoid such payment issues with BluePay. BluePay lets you easily receive payments on your mobile device with no e-levy charges. Simply enter your customer's number and the amount to be paid on your BluePay app. The customer will receive the BluePay prompt to confirm with their PIN instantly. Customers can also pay with bank cards using the BluePay POS device. Call or WhatsApp 054-7220-200 or visit bluepay.com.gh to register and get BluePay for your business today. BluePay, never miss a sale. You're welcome back to Business on Newsnight. The city's stability against the dollar over the past week is expected to be sustained. Those are the views of some bank treasurers that Joy Business has been engaging. There is more in the following report. The Ghana city has seen some firm stability against the U.S. dollar over the past week. But it is not clear for now what were the major indicators that drove the stability over the period. This is coming after the city suffered some losses against the American Greenback, even after Ghana secured an IMF program. But engaging some bank treasurers, they maintain that they don't see any sharp reversals in the coming days. This is based on the fact that the reforms being undertaken by government under the IMF program is taking shape and that is sending some positive signals to investors. The Bank of Ghana has been on the market over the past days and there are plans to increase the intervention for businesses as well as the commercial banks. It is based on this development that the bank treasures are optimistic that the local currency's performance could be sustained in the coming days. And that is the business tech report. The dollar is today going for 11 Ghana cities, 80 pesos. Now, this is the transactional rate that the commercial banks are giving out to their clients. However, when it comes to the Forex bureaus, the dollar is still sold at 12 Ghana cities to a dollar. Now, financial professor, that's financial economy professor Lord Mensah, has described moves to consolidate government's account at the Bank of Ghana by end of year as a prudent move. Government, in a document to the IMF, has revealed that it plans to move all ministries, departments, and agencies, as well as statutory funds, to the Bank of Ghana by December 2023. Now, this is part of efforts to strictly enforce the Treasury single account policy, but there are fears that some commercial banks be badly affected. But economist, that is Professor Lord Mensah, disagrees. He tells Joy Business will rather witness real banking from next year. Now, banks are more or less leveraging on state-owned institutions and the influence they have to get themselves liquefied, let me put it that way. But if it turns out that we have a single act, the banks will do the legwork of retailing, for which, I mean, they will start 
I mean, be serious on, I mean, going around for deposit and possibly targeting, you know, um, individuals for loans and all those. So the core activities of the bank, which has to do with retailing, will be manifested if this framework, you know, is adapted. Is as we stand now, um, it turns out to be like government uh, banks have been relying on government instrument and government, you know, funds inflows for their, you know, activities. But that is not, you know, banking. I think banking needs to be, you know, more um, diversified for which the retailing should be prominent and that will grow the economy better than, you know, just, I mean, looking at government inflows and possibly investing in government instruments. Economist uh, Professor Lord Mesa. Now, Ecobank has expressed its commitment to offer best banking services to the public whilst deepening relationship with its customers. The bank disclosed this when he awarded the 35 winners of his first draw, the Ecobank Double Salary Promo Reloaded. Chief Finance Officer and Executive Director Dr. Eddie Boche has been speaking to Joy Business after the event. There are also two additional draws to be had um, before the, the end of August. Um, so yes, for, for those who might have won now, they still do have the chance to win at the, at the next two draws. And hopefully they all, they all get to win. I think for us in Ecobank, um, we've, we've always come up with um, interesting ideas. We've, 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 we've always come up with ways to reward our clients. So um, even apart from this, this draw, there would always be um, interesting things here in Ecobank. Dr. Edinate Boche is Chief Finance Officer and Executive Director at Ecobank Ghana. Now, Ghana hairdressers and petition associations have joined calls for government to review the recent duty ties. They argue the development is badly affecting the operations. Here is the regional president for the association, that is Benis Santua Asante. The increase in the utility bills is affecting us so much. Looking at the economy now, people are not getting enough raise in whatever they are receiving. But we too, our utilities have been increased. And now the business is more on weeks. So that when someone wears the wig, it takes time before the person will come to the salon. So it's bringing down our income. The government should have involved us in whatever they want to do. Because right now, we also have to increase our prices, but we are still uh, debating on it. And that's the regional president of the Ghana Hairdressers and Beauticians Association, that is Bernice Asante. She was speaking at the entrepreneur training for 400 members of the association as part of the MTN 21 Days of Yellow Care promo. Let's also hear from the Education Portfolio Advisor for MTN Ghana Federation, that is Foundation Ebenezer Tekbe. What we're doing in line with our theme for this year's uh, Yellow Care event is to take them through social media marketing training, take them through financial literacy, and then also market some of the products that MTN is offering in terms of enterprise solutions to them that they can take advantage of to enhance their business. When we are reaching out, we will plead that those that we reach out to are very much receptive to the employees that will come into the community to help. Because after all, we are all committed to helping develop Mother Ghana make sure that people get employment. And then once we are able to help these entrepreneurs and they are able to employ more people, we will take a lot more people off the streets. Education Portfolio Advisor for MTN Ghana Foundation, Ebenezer Tekbe. Let's turn our attention to the stock market. And if you are an investor in GCB Bank today, the value of each share that you're holding was up by five pesos and it's now worth three Ghana cities, 20 pesos. And that's all uh, for business on Newsnight. And we're looking forward even to your interview on the PM Express. Interesting. I am looking forward to it mm. as well. Uh, he settles a lot. When it comes to who becomes Bamiya's, you know, running main, who is in the contention and who is not. MFR Power is looking for. Did he speak about him looking to move to becoming a full blown court minister? You know, there were rumors in the past. He's a minister. He's still, but more of a cabinet. Okay. He's a cabinet minister. He's just looking forward to just taking a break and just spending time with the wife. You want to join us? Why, you know, the wife has been, you know, so commanding in his life. Uh, and I feel like MFA Power has been in my life for the last many years on Newsnight.
Um, you can't escape that. Um, you're live here on News Night. on Joy 99.7 FM. And shortly, we'll bring you our new kid on the block, uh, Connect Africa. And we'll tell you what that is all about. But let's go to the Shanti region first. And Portal's exhibition is getting results. And the Urban Rose Department in the Ashanti region has commenced the patching of potholes at Bokrum and Oforikrum, two communities featured in the Joy News GH Potholes exhibition. My colleague, Nana Bwachidankwayadom, has more. The Oforikrum and Bokrum road networks were inundated with several deadly potholes, which leaves motorists and commuters at risk. Some road users describe the impoverished potholes as life-threatening pits. Almost there three months, number two accidents. I came across an accident almost a month ago. As the government institutions make efforts to patch the holes, some concerned residents fill the riddled bitumen with debris to lessen the impact of vehicles slumping into holes. Sometimes they attempt to fill these holes with coconut husk. Join News' Ghana Potholes exhibition exposed the atrocious state of the Kumasi Oforikum and Bokum roads. But the Department of Urban Roads has begun patching up these potholes. Some motorists using these roads expressed their gratitude. I want to say thank you to Joy News for the work you've been doing. We watch you and know everything you've been doing because these potholes have been here for over a year now. We only woke up to see them patching them this morning. We say thank you so much for helping us get our road fixed. We thank you so much. Now, potholes patching began in Kumase after Joy News' intensive campaign on the poor state of our roads. You can see that the contractors are on site, patching up every single pothole here in the Oforuko municipality. For Joy News, my name is Dana Bwachetankwa Yadom. And radio actually gets results. We wait for Ablekuma North. Radio gets results. Please, I want to read this story. Uh-huh. The Dakuman Junction. It was featured in the Dance- portal. Yes, it was the last uh, portal uh, exhibition feature. We beg, at least, do something about that road for us. Brother Bernard, Brother Bernard, yes. Onya, this morning I'm very hungry. Please, let's go and buy gobe. This time, I want her to add small salad, really? small talia, and soft cocoa. Specially made for me. Pay, you know how I like to customize my food. Hey, because of what? You think that you buy Vodafone made for me bundle office? Star 530 hash is the code to get the best value office. Made just for you, for as low as one Ghana CD. Hey. Brother Bernard, so you've been hiding Vodafone made for me bundles from me? Oh, just dial Star 530 hash. Feel special with the Vodafone Made For Me bundle offers. Get unbeatable best value offers from voice, data, or voice plus data bundles made just for you. Dial star 530 hash. Subscribe to Vodafone Made For Me bundle offers or download my Vodafone app today. Vodafone, further together. Wouldn't you prefer an apartment hotel? One that offers the utmost convenience of a boutique hotel while offering the idyllic comfort of your own private home. Oasis Park Residences offers luxury studios, one, two and three bedrooms, both for short and long-term rental at competitive rates. 
are Sky Swimming Pool, Gourmet Outdoor Restaurant, and a fully equipped gym rest on a breathtaking rooftop with panoramic views of the city. Oasis Park Residences, located at Shiashi Tetekwashi, 10 minutes from the International Airport, is the ideal place for all your accommodation needs. Why don't you give us a call on 020-4343-009 or visit our website at oasisparkresidences.com to make your reservations. Oasis Park Residences, more than a home. My name is Nanama McBrown. Many people think I get what I want anytime because I am popular. <laughs> no, that is not true. It is because me and Kasano, I like the best. And when I find it, I stick to it. I have found Bell Pack Tea Roll and I'm stuck with it. It is soft but not weak, strong but not hard. It is just perfect. Bell Pack Tea Roll is smooth and gentle on the skin. Same as Bell Pack Kitchen Towel. It cleans in one wipe. You can soak, squeeze, and clean again. One Bell Pack Kitchen Towel lasts longer and saves you money. It's time you switch to Bell Pack today and experience the perfect paper tissue. Sayer pocket tissue, table napkins, tea roll, and a kitchen towel. Bell Pack is simply the best. Bell Pack, just perfect. To be a Bell Pack distributor, call 055 Another quality product from Bell Aqua. And you're still live, you're on News Night. It's on Joy 99.7 FM. Let's do some sports now. Ms. Bao is here with the very latest. The Black Stars are in camp. They've done their second training today. Are we ready for Madagascar? Yes, we look ready. Just some bad news coming in. It's Gideon Mensah, defender Gideon Mensah. He's been ruled out of Ghana's uh, squad for that game against Madagascar due to knee injury. The player reported to camp on Monday, but was subsequently excused from the game after a thorough assessment by the medical team. And according to Dr. Prince, Pumble, the head of the team's medical staff, Mensa had sustained a knee injury during the season. Meanwhile, the team did uh, have its second training session today, and my colleague Lawrence Beidou was there and came to this report. Day two of the Black Stars training session was quite good with 24 players participating. Obviously, Gideon Mensa is the only player absent with the GFA announcing that he's currently suffering from a knee injury which he picked while playing for his club in France. So in the absence of Gideon Mensa, everyone available trained at the Accra Sports Stadium on Tuesday evening. Hafiz Konkoni, who was made to train alone due to the fact that he played in the final day of the Ghana Premier League season, joined his teammates on the pitch and looked to be settling with the squad. The Black Stars may currently not be enjoying the moment where they, they're bringing in trophies, but the fans have never let them down. Many troops here at the Accra Sports Stadium to watch their training session. The Black Stars are expected to leave Accra on Thursday, where they'll be continuing their preparations for the game against Madagascar. That's uh, Lawrence Vedu with some updates on the Black Stars. Then the Black Meteors themselves will be in action. Uh, they're in Egypt ahead of that AFCON Under-23 tournament. And uh, they're preparing for that tournament, which starts on June 24th there. So that's it for sports events. And I'm sure you use Pepsodent. You need to try Pepsodent Herbal and Pepsodent Chaco. Because for Pepsodent, every smile do matters. It's the Chaco. That's the one I... I you like the Chaco. fighter for yeah, me. I like yeah. the Chaco. Yeah. Yeah. It reminds okay. me of my Adabraka days. Wow. You used... Yeah. You used yes! Wow. Chaco. Mm. Yeah, and then you get the sponge. Yeah. The one that looks like the Takocha. Mm. Then you... Put it in it, and then you, your that will do that. But now it. you don't have to go through that. Yeah. Pepsodent. Pepsodent. That's that. So yeah, that's what I like. That. Yeah. Mm. All right. Thanks. Thank you, Ms. Bao. And starting this June on Joy News, we connect you to the rest of the continent on Connect Africa with me, Blessed Suga. The issue about loss and damage reparations. Uh, how is the West receiving such a call from, especially? African leaders. You know, the loss is actually being borne by African countries. I will be here live from the Joy News studio speaking to our affiliates and correspondents from across Africa with news. And, and that is the new kid on the Joy News block. Mm-hmm. And that is what we call Connect Africa. Drum roll. So Ghana has connected, now Africa is connecting. <laughs> and blessed is in the studio. We had a meeting yeah. edition today. Mm-hmm. How did um, you go? Tell amazing us all about show we had. And uh, of course, uh, Evans, you started with uh, by connecting Ghana. Yeah. Then, <laughs> of course, we thought about the whole continent. You know, we've been broadcasting, especially on Joy News, on TV, to all the 54 African, uh, I mean, all, all the African uh, countries. 
countries and we do that on all the platforms we have dstv multi-tv the hd plus also has mm-hmm. that so we're wondering why not connect the entire continent and that's why we're bringing connect to africa so we're addressing the needs of the continent dedicating content towards uh, what's happening what concerns us and of course ghana is also part of the continent and this is why it's important anytime i've traveled around the continent i find people watching join you watch joining yes and they recognize me and i'm (laughs) like i was in rwanda there's this lady who i met who instantly Mm -hmm. recognized me and she's a nigerian yeah and apparently she's been watching Joy News. And she watched Joy News during our last elections because mm-hmm. they were following what was happening. And right. for them, the Joy News was a channel of choice when it came to the elections. Mm-hmm. And so he, she recognized me instantly. And you're saying that's why we are seven. And years. I had the same experience in Abuja <laughs> as well. In fact, the person did not even see my face. I was just, you know, just okay. walking uh, out of the airport. And, and the gentleman said, oh, so Joy News is already here. What are you doing in our country? So that tells you that there's a lot of interest in what's happening in Ghana and Nigeria and all across the continent. So we need to come together, develop a content that will, of course, try and discuss the issues that concern us. We've seen, the, uh, I mean, other platforms, global p- platforms do that, but they do not do it based on the tailor-made uh, solutions and an analysis and all of this. Yes, precisely. We need an African so media what, house. What, what, that what, what, what do you talk about that. today? So, for instance, today we started by talking about the ECOWAS region. We talk, talked about the Abidjan to Lagos Highway. This is like over a thousand and twenty-eight kilometer of road network connecting um, Abidjan all the way through. I mean, through Ghana, Benin, and Togo, and then we're ending up in Lagos. And this will require about fifteen point six billion US dollars. It's a capital-intensive project that's supposed to open up the region. So we're speaking to the acting uh, director for transport at ECOWAS uh, who says that, well, after this project the usual inhibitions that you see in uh, roadblocks and bottlenecks mm-hmm. to free trade across the ECOWAS region will no longer be the case because you'd have a single managing authority that will just handle the highway just like you moving from here to Cape Coast or from here to wherever across the country you're doing. So that's the idea. He's been speaking about that. Yeah, so um, just another co- correction again. Yes, from the video I saw, I saw eight eight borders. Um, on the on the highway, we're talking about four borders, right? Okay. Um, so each country per share border, and and the the principle we are using is called what we call the joint border post. In the southern eastern Africa, they call it one stop border mm-hmm. post. So under this concept, the two countries are brought together to work on the same platform um, and jointly process all forms of traffic and trade. So um, we don't envisage having the conventional border systems that we have today on this highway. In addition to that, um, majority of the highway will be constructed with private financing. So that's uh, what was on offer today. Mm-hmm. Um, and what time should 6 we 6 p.m. Tuesdays on the Joy News Channel. 6 to 6.30 yes. on the Joy News Channel. It's going to now be also... Now News Night has competition. Yeah, News Night has competition just around the time. It's going to be on our social media platform yes, as well. Yes. You will repackage it. Mm-hmm. You can watch it in the evening as well uh, when you relax. And that's the beauty of technology. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. So now when you are out of Ghana uh, and you're wondering what's happening on the continent, please, yeah. you know, I mean, aren't you tired of the regular, you know, trip uh, trip you get from the other media houses mm-hmm. on the globe? Yeah. You know, just tune in to join you. Join you. Let's, let's get the are. African story. Blessed. Thank you yeah. so much. And to um, you and the team. Evans will be on next week. <laughs> oh, yeah, no problem. I, I, need to, I need to send me to some country so that I can report. You don't want to report from Maka. No, no, not at all. Let's well, talk about the. Before we go, Science let's do Masters. National Science of Maskers. Yes. <laughs> And in a nerve-wracking contest that left six schools on the tenterhooks in the Upper West Regional Library, four schools have made the final cut to the regional championship. And uh, to come via victory, a resounding guard of honor was held on the campus of WA SHS for the contestants who has brought yet another victory to the school. Emmanuel Brightquiku has more from WA. Exciting things here at the Upper West Regional How do you feel at the moment? I feel so happy. This has been the second time my school qualified. Yes. In fact, no, no one can explain our happiness. We are going, the sky is not even our level. The fear is not in us. Because we have the hope that this year the trophy is coming to us. 
a resounding welcome for the students who represented Wa Senior High School. During the time of the throw of falls, but somehow along the line knew that some of the schools were throw of falls schools. From here in Wa, my name is Emmanuel Baitsquegu and he is reporting for Joy News. Oh, goodness me. They really love this with yes. Rafi Salam in there, right? Rafi Salam is a <laughs> sensation indeed. Um, we are counting down to the final. Well, the finals when they get to Accra, right? When yeah, they- we'll see how it goes. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. Uh, Geek Squad is up next and Spikey is here. Spikey, what's, what's cooking tonight? Evans, what would you like for Father's Day as a gift? Um, something was launched recently <laughs> by Apple. Oh, Mm, I mm. think it's uh, virtual reality. Yes, yes. What's the, the name again? The Vision Pro headset. Vision Pro. That's what you want. Honestly, I'm not a fan <laughs> of Apple products. But you want that? But that one I want. $3,500, $3,500. MFI says I shouldn't, it's okay. Yeah. MFI too much is, money. Oh, but it's not launched yet. It's launching next year. Oh, next year. So, yeah. But you can pre-order. Can well, they haven't made pre-orders even available okay, What's yet? the next best thing close to them? For you? No, I'm cl- the same. <laughs> well, you can get an Oculus okay, yeah, okay, yeah. from Meta. Uh, that's, I'm How sure that's cheaper. That? Oh, yeah, that's way cheaper. I can get one How for much? about 4,500 Ghana cities. So yeah, about $450. Okay, oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. About $450. $450. You know, I have been a father to you. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, oh, that's what we're talking about. I have been a father to you. So yeah. You didn't give me anything for Mother's Day. So uh, let's go back. But you didn't ask, you know. Yeah, ask you didn't ask, he's asking. Yeah, ask and it shall be given on to you. Mm. Press yeah. down, shake it around. Right like, yeah, exactly. mm. I'll get it.